The Orlando Magic's point guard situation is one of great intrigue and one no one is really talking about. We get to how Markel Fultz is overlooked and why Cole Anthony is ready for a breakout season, plus the Miles Turner thing that ate up the internet yesterday. All that on today's Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is September 14th, 2023. My voice cracking is Philip Rossman Reich, the host, uh, the, the site expert at OrlandoMagicDaily.com, and of course, the host of Locked On Magic. You can, of course, uh, you can of course find me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. As you can tell, I am still a little bit under the weather. Uh, I think I'm coming to the end of it though here in, in, in just a moment. But um, before we get into anything going on today, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA to search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's podcast is brought to you by something I probably need, Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. We've done a lot of talking over the last few weeks about the Magic Star players. You know, why wouldn't we? You know, in, in this league, you go as far as your stars can take you. And whatever optimism that you feel about the Orlando Magic, whatever optimism you feel about this team probably begins with and maybe ends with Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner. Those, those two guys are who this team is building around. But obviously, they alone do not make a team. I know we've put a lot of attention on them, and again, rightfully so in my opinion. I, I don't do this. I don't do things without thinking too hard about them. Um there are a lot of interesting players on this team. And we're going to start getting to a lot of them here as we run up to training camp, as we get closer and closer to training camp. But as some of these NBA player ranking lists come out, and as some of these other lists and questions come out, there is one player who is constantly overlooked. One player who had a really strong season last year. And yet, it just feels like there is a lot of doubt surrounding him. There are a lot of people who don't know or don't know or don't think he's going to step up in the way that the Magic expect him to step up. I've seen Marco Fultz listed a couple of these top 100 lists. I've seen him completely ignored. I've seen people say the Magic need a point guard because they don't believe that Marco Fultz is the team's point guard of the future. I see all this and this and this and this, and it just feels like part of it is, uh, part of it is, just concrete cement of Marco Fultz busted as a first overall pick, so he must not be that good. Uh, and certainly, there's a national media that has not seen the growth and the way that Marco Fultz plays. Marco Fultz this season, obviously contract year, so take you take some things maybe with a grain of salt, but. Marco Fultz 
has been incredible for the Orlando Magic when he's been healthy. Um, obviously, he's had a very short period of time healthy. We haven't even really seen him have a fully healthy offseason um, uh, after the 2019 season, after the 2020 season. Obviously, he was cut short by COVID, got hurt eight games into that season. Last year, he, st- he, was, he missed training camp because of a toe injury. This year, we are expecting to see what a full, healthy summer for Mark Fultz looks like. And the potential for him to really build on what was a strong finish to the season. You just take a look at the numbers. Take a look at the numbers of what Fultz did. He averaged a career-high 14 points per game, 5.7 assists per game, shot 51.4% floor and 31% from three. And while people will scoff at that three-point percentage, there was certainly a willingness for him to shoot, something that you know was certainly a problem for him in Philadelphia and a problem with him because of the thoracic outlets. After the All-Star break, though, a full year after he returned from his ACL injury, Fultz really started to break out, averaging 15.6 points per game, six assists per game, shooting 53.3% from the floor, and even 32.4% from deep. He showed more of the athleticism that we remembered from his days back at Washington. He showed that he is capable of leading this team. And even though some of his numbers are, there's a lot of questions about some of his numbers, and I'm not going to hear to disregard some of those questions. Um, you know, the Magic had a negative net rating with him on the floor overall, but I believe after the All-Star break, it was positive. Um, there's still a lot for him to put together. It's, it still feels like he's a very young player. But with Markel Fultz, the trick is, the thing is, he's got to put it all together. And that's the one thing we haven't seen from him in his career. It's been a lot of starts and stops. And so if there are people who are skeptical of Markel Fultz, if there are people who are unsure that Markel Fultz can take that next step, can take that leap up, it's because they haven't seen it from him yet. They haven't seen him be that player. And that's, excuse me, that is, the ultimate question now. <clears throat> that is the ultimate question. Is whether Fultz can take that step up. Now, you ask Magic fans, they're exci- as excited about Marco Fultz as any player on this roster. Paolo, Franz, whoever. Marco Fultz is someone everyone around this franchise, or at least the fans are, really eager to see. They saw a player who regained his bounce, who gained a lot of confidence as a shooter, who showed more flashes of being the number one overall pick than he was back in 2018. Or 20, 2016, 17, whatever, whatever the year was. Fultz, you know, I, I'm a big believer we shouldn't hold him up to that first overall pick standard. That's that's not who he is anymore. And that's okay. You know, you, you, the Magic don't need first overall pick Marco Fultz. They need solid point guard Marco Fultz. They need... Solid leader, Markel Fultz. And that seems to be the role he is eager to take on for this group. But he's going to play a big, big part of this team. He is going to, you know, if this Magic team is going to make the postseason, it's going to be Markel Fultz is probably the third leading scorer. It's going to be Markel Fultz at around six, seven assists per game. 
it's going to be Marco Fultz being more precise and less, you know, sometimes reckless and wild and sometimes and turning the ball over less. It's going to be him maturing and, and, and growing into this team's leader, which, you know, in a lot of ways he already is. A lot of people outside of Orlando don't know who Marco Fultz is. Like, just, just, just to be honest, they don't know him. All they remember is the, the controversies in Philadelphia, the uncertainty of when he would play. That's all they know. The people who've been watching Marco Fultz know that he's a good player. He's a starting player. And of course, there are bigger questions involved this year. Like, let's let's be real. There are bigger questions involved this season. There are bigger questions about his contract. How much is he worth with so little time on the court? There are bigger questions. They're just bigger questions are surrounding Markel Fultz at all times. And those questions do tend to overtake his actual story. Magic fans know this. I don't need to, I probably don't need to tell you guys this, but Markel Fultz is due to have a huge season. He is due to make a big impact for this Magic team. And by the end of this year, he may not be overlooked much more. We're talking about another point guard who's ready for a breakout season. We'll get to Cole Anthony coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word for our friends over at Jace Medical. Here it comes. There's the, there's the banner ad. Um, everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. We are at the peak of hurricane season right now. There are, I know, a couple of storms. I don't think they're they're worrying uh, meteorologists in town very much, but the Atlantic's been active this summer. And so you need to be prepared. J- and that's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E medical.com promo code locked on again that's jace medical j-a-s-e use promo code locked on uh before we dive into cole anthony just a quick uh show announcement we're gonna be having another afternoon episode tomorrow on tomorrow's episode of locked on magic we will talk and show pictures and maybe other goodies if I could get the technology to work um, from the Orlando Magic's official kickoff of their 35th anniversary season. Uh, tomorrow at the Amway Center, we will get to see the throwback jerseys the Magic are going to wear this year. Long rumored to be the Stars jerseys um, that the Magic wore during the Tracy McGrady era. We will also get the first peek at the throwback court that the Magic plan to uh, use as well. Um, don't know which court it will be. I would love for it to be the original 1989 to 1989 to 97, 96 court. 
if it's a 1996 to 2001, 2002 court, I'd be okay with that too. That's the court I have to create in NBA 2K and I create it diligently every year and every time it accidentally erases itself. Um, we're big, I'm obviously a big magic history nerd. Um, so I'm very, very excited. Ryan Anderson will be there. Richard Lewis will be there. So we will do an afternoon episode to recap the unveiling of the Magic's 35th anniversary season celebration. We'll get to that on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. But we've talked a lot on this show. And, and look, I like the Magic aren't going to hide it. The Magic aren't going to say it. Uh, if you talk to Jeff Weltman, if you talk to Jamal Bosley, if you talk to anyone in the Magic front office, and I'm sure before media day, they're going to talk to all the players and try and get the message fairly consistent. No one is going to say that this season is about making the playoffs or the postseason or whatever you want to call it. No one is going to say that outright. That's okay. Like literally that's, that's, that's fine. Whatever. No one is going to say that outright. Um, but even me who I am typically like not for setting like concrete goals. And, you know, I, I like to hedge my bets a little bit so I don't get cold, freezing cold take because trust me, you can't even I, will clearly definitively state the Orlando Magic's goal this year is to make the playoffs or the postseason. Um, the Orlando Magic keep telling us they want to level up. They were the last team eliminated from the postseason last year. There's only one place to level up. And so I will sit here and say the Magic's goal this year should be to make the postseason. They should be playing game 83. That is going to be my buzzword and my messaging is play game 83. Um, I'm not going to promise more than 83, but we want bonus magic basketball. And if it's in the in-season tournament, let's play game 85. Um, in that case, um, we'll get to that. Um, or I guess that'd be game 84 because there's that, whatever. Um, um, the goal for the magic is to play game 83. They want to be in the postseason, And so now we have to start thinking about, okay, how do the magic flip into the postseason? You know, obviously individual internal growth is a big part of that. Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro, they're the stars are going to be part of that. Um, Marco Fultz is going to be a big part of that if he can match how he finished last season. Um, you know, just solid play from so many guys. But the one player that I think could really flip the magic in into the postseason or the playoffs is Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony, you know, Cole Anthony has big ambitions for himself. And that's good. I want players who have ambition for themselves. But he really found his role last year coming off the bench and really seemed to take a huge leap in his game and his efficiency playing off the bench. Last year, he averaged 13 points per game, 3.9 assists per game, but shot a career-best 51.6% effective field goal percentage and 57% true shooting percentage, 45.4% from the floor, overall 36.4% from deep. His, even though his raw numbers were down because he was playing fewer minutes, he wasn't starting as much, his 18.1 points for 36 minutes were in line with his sophomore year scoring production. In fact, his 13 points per game were eighth among reserve players who played at least 41 games last season. After the All-Star break, Anthony upped his game again. 14.9 points per game, 3.6 assists per game, 5.2 rebounds per game. He's one of the best rebounding guards in the league. He shot 47.1% from the floor and 41.8% from deep. That was a 54% effective field goal percentage, a 58.8% true shooting percentage. His scoring average after the All-Star break was among, was fifth among bench players who played at least 10 games after the All-Star break. And, you know, the Orlando Magic 
put a lot of their scores in the starting lineup. You know, they they break frauds off. They break frauds out of the game early. He plays a lot with the bench unit. They're trying to bolster the scoring. And if Orlando wants to make the playoffs, they're going to need to rely on their depth. And, and, and I do think their depth is one of their big strengths this season. I, I do believe that this is a deep team. This is a talented team. This is a team that can take really important steps forward. And, and even last year, the Magic were one of the best teams uh, off the bench. Had, had one of the highest scoring teams with their bench throughout the year. And, you know, some of that is certainly the injuries. And, and you know, Bull had a big part of that in parts of the season. But Cole Anthony was the consistent one. And while I'm sure he wants to be a starter, he said as much. And, and I think he's going to expect to be paid starter money when he hits free agency next summer, restricted free agency next summer. Cole Anthony can really change this team by embracing that bench role. If he commits himself and sets a goal for himself to be the sixth man of the year, you know, obviously helping your team win helps doing that. And keeps a lot of these efficiency numbers, you know, remains a 38, 39% three-point shooter. Averages 14, 15 points per game. That becomes a huge boost for the offense. What's really fun about what the Magic can do is Cole Anthony is a point guard. But they could bring him in, put him in better scoring opportunities as an off guard too, because they have a ball handler in Franz Wagner and Jalen Suggs and Anthony Black now, who can set him up, who could drive and kick for him. So he doesn't have to take all the inefficient shots that he took a lot in his first two years. Cole Anthony could be due for a major breakout because now it feels like the Magic have perfectly set him up for his role. They perfectly set him up to get more of those quality shots, those high-efficiency shots that will help him score effectively. And that's kind of like the theme for the Magic this year, isn't it? That they now have a little bit of depth. They have got multi-positional, versatile players who all seem capable of setting each other up. And and the way this team makes the postseason, let's, let's be real, the way this team makes the postseason, is the players that they put into roles embrace those roles. That the players that are in, in their roles um, thrive in them and help each other thrive in them. And, that, and, you know, Cole Anthony's role is a simple one. He is there to score. We will judge him on his scoring. Yes, he's a peskier defender that I think people give him credit for. Um, the Magic do a good job covering for that. He is an excellent rebounder. He's a better passer than I think people give him credit for. There's a lot of things that Cole Anthony does well. But his scoring off the bench is a game changer. We saw that with Terrence Ross back in 2019. We certainly saw that with Darren Armstrong in the, 2000, in the 2000s. Having a guy who could, who's a starter quality player coming off the bench is a big boost. And if you look at what's the difference between the what could be the difference between the Magic and a lot of the other teams that are vying for postseason, uh, who have postseason potential in the Eastern Conference, depth is a big part of it. Depth is a huge swing factor. And so having a capable and quality scorer like Cole Anthony off the bench, a potential floor spacer off the bench, that is a huge boost to this Orlando Magic team. And we'll see just how much of a boost he can provide uh, in the coming weeks. We're going to close today's show by talking about the thing that flooded my inbox all day long and how stupid it really is. We'll get to that coming up here 
in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at FanDuel. The NFL season has begun. Thursday night football tonight. And so get in, get in on the season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, <clears throat> all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Before we dive into our final topic of the day, Next week, we will start player outlooks. We'll dive deeper into individual players as the countdown to training camp continues. Only two weeks to go. So we'll talk about Chet Howard, Mo Wagner, plenty more. <clears throat> Excuse me, as we get them done on our line of Magic Daily. Player outlook week begins next week here on Locked On Magic. But we got to take a detour from the current season and talk about history. Uh, talk a little bit about something that happened in the past that Magic fans certainly regret. Um, on uh, on uh, 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 the Run Your Own Race podcast uh, from Title League. Great. Uh, I love Title League, by the way. They have some great podcasts there. Um, Miles Turner told the story of how shocked he was that the Magic passed on him to draft Mario Hizonia. The video clip and certainly the headlines around it were much more salacious, I think, than what Miles Turner actually said. Miles Turner made a lot of really good points that it is, you know, he thought he was going to go number five to Orlando. Um, you know, he was shocked. He didn't know who Mario Zonia was. You know, he just saw him as a random European. And that that part was a little cringy. But, um, but Miles Turner made a really interesting point saying, like, look, I'm really, really happy I ended up in Indiana. I don't think I would have developed as well in Miami, you know, yada, 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 you know, all that stuff. And look, I'm a big believer that situation matters for rookies as much as anything else. You need to come into an environment that can develop you, that can put you in the right role, that can, you know, give you accountability. And, you know, I sat there listening to what Miles Turner had to say. And I said, and I thought two things. First, um, first off, yes, the Magic made a mistake drafting Mario Azonia. We can look at that with 2020. 2020 history and clearly see Mario Wazonia did not develop into the player that everyone thought he would be. Um, some of that was organizational instability. Scott Skiles was just brought in as the head coach. Um, he was not the right coach for Mar for Mario Wazonia. Although Mario has said the change from Scott Skiles to Frank Vogel probably derailed his career as much as anything. He was really starting to figure things out with Skiles and Skiles, you know, Skiles just didn't vibe with that team. That team was too young for him. Um, he was sorry. That was he wasn't. He wasn't. Uh, it, that season, for as good as that season was for the first three months, was a complete disaster. Let's let's leave it at that. And obviously, the Magic were about to make some major changes. Um, I will note, however, I went back into my archives. Um, the Magic got largely passing grades. In fact, they got A's for drafting Mario Lasagna. So. I don't blame the Magic for drafting Mario Zonia. They needed shooting. 
Mario Zonia was one of the best shooters in the draft. They needed a star. Mario Zonia certainly had star potential. It obviously didn't click. Zonia was a little too immature, um, you know, maybe a little bit too much bravado. Um, it, it didn't work. You know, I'm sure Mario could look back. He's had a very successful career uh, in Europe now with, with, uh, with uh, I think he's with Real Madrid. Um, he could look back and probably point to like, yeah, I, I did not handle my NBA experience particularly well. And honestly, like the way he's played, it would not surprise me if he gets back on NBA radar soon if he wants, wants that. Um, Miles Turner, though, was not on the Magic's radar. I, I don't know who told Miles Turner that he was up for the fifth pick. Um, my mock draft, I had him going 10. I think most mock drafts had him going in the back end of the top 10, if if not into the late lottery. I don't think anyone had him at number five. In fact, if I remember correctly, the Magic were really, you know, the Magic wanted Kristaps Porzingis, and that didn't happen. The Magic really wanted, the Magic, I think, were picking between Hazonia and Justice Winslow. And, and obviously, the great mistake of that 2018 draft, or 2015 draft, was Devin Booker. You know, Devin, you know, Magic fans know the story. Devin Booker grew up in Saginaw, in Michigan. I think it was Saginaw, Michigan. Maybe I have that wrong. Grew up in Michigan, was friendly with, with people around the DeVos family, was pushing the DeVos family to take him. Just nobody believed he was a top five pick. Obviously, he's proven all those people wrong, and that's one going to be one of the great sliding doors in Magic history is if they they bought in with Devin Booker and and, and, and bought in on him early. Because um, he's the kind of player, the situation could be bad like it was at Phoenix, and he still thrives, and he's still really good. Um, and obviously, Devin Booker's one of the best players in the league right now and probably going to save Team USA next year. Um, I, I didn't really want to comment on this beyond to say that, like, look, Every team has a sliding doors draft. Every team makes draft mistakes. And, and look, Rob Hennigan made a lot of draft mistakes. He, you know, he he brought in players who are talented, like Tobias Harris, Aaron Gordon are competing for championship teams. Victor Oladipo was an all-star. Um, you know, Nikola Vucevic turned into an all-star after he left. Evan Forty was a solid player for the Magic for a long time. I never thought Rob Hennigan was bad at evaluating talent. He was bad at building the infrastructure to help that talent succeed. And, and if you're looking for a difference between Rob Hennigan and Jeff Waltman, and I saw some of the comments on the Miles Turner thing, and they're like, it, the problem, you know, Miles Turner, the problem when Mario is the Magic. And, and you know, just listen to all the draft picks that, that have struggled to kind of find their way with the Magic. And, you know, it's, I can't argue against it. Rob Hennigan did not build a solid foundational culture. Jeff Wellman has missed on some draft picks. I'm not going to sit here and deny that. His, his drafts have been, for a market like Orlando, you've got to be a good drafting team. And frankly, Orlando has not been a good drafting team at any point in their franchise history. Nick Anderson was a solid pick. Shaq was an easy pick. The penny trade was brilliant. Dwight was a tough choice and the right pick. Paolo looks like the right pick. Franz looks like a really good pick. There's been a lot of miss, There's been a lot of inconsistency in between. And at moments when the Magic needed draft picks to supplement their roster, they really struggled to find guys that, that, that could even play. Um, you think about the T-Mac era of the 2000s, Gerald Sasser, Stephen Hunter, Ryan Humphrey. You know, outside of Mike Miller, the Magic did not draft very well. And that's that's what cost them Tracy McGrady, to be perfectly honest. You know, when you didn't have Grant Hill, you needed draft pick, you, that put more pressure on the draft picks to be correct. The Magic are draft, I, I think the Magic have a better organizational culture and better organizational infrastructure to help young players grow. I think that's why Franz Wagner has been really good. 
I think that's why Jalen Suggs has been really has, has really started to turn a corner and figure things out. Cole Anthony seems to have worked out really well, as we talked about. A lot of young guys seem to be getting better with the Orlando Magic. And obviously, the team is getting better. But I don't think about these sliding doors. Like, would the Magic have been better with Miles Turner over Mario Azonia? Absolutely. Would Miles Turner have found a place with the Magic? You know, I think his defense would have clicked with Scott Skiles. But I, I remembered this, and I, I went back into my archives and saw what I wrote about Miles Turner in the run-up to the draft. My criticism of Miles Turner when I watched him at Texas was that he floated on the perimeter too much, that he was too much of a three-point shooter. And, and obviously at that time, you still wanted centers who could man the paint a little bit. That's kind of been his weakness in the NBA. He's a great defender, one of the best defenders in the league. But his offense has always been inconsistent. And even though he's been with Indiana now for a very long time, it always feels like he's in the middle of trade rumors. So would Miles Turner have worked out in Orlando? I think he would have had a better chance clicking with Scott Skiles. Uh, would he have sped up decisions on Nikola Vucevic? Like, look, the Magic traded for Serge Ibaka and signed Bismack Biombo a year later. They clearly weren't completely bought in on Nikola Vucevic at that point. Um, I don't know. I I, I, I don't know. Um, it probably would have worked out better than uh, than Mario did, as much as, as as I like Mario as a person and 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 that and all that. Um, but I understand the logic of why the Magic drafted the way they did. They needed shooting. They didn't know really what they had in Evan Fournier. Victor Oladipo was set to become a free agent soon. They didn't really know what they were doing with him yet. That Magic team just had no direction. They had no organizational philosophy or team-building philosophy. They just had a bunch of players. And as I think Victor Oladipo said after he left the Magic a year later, too many guys were competing with each other for minutes, for attention, for the basketball, for stats, for contracts. It didn't work. We all know it didn't work. We saw it didn't work on the court. Would Miles Turner have helped? Probably. Um, would he have worked out? Would he become what he's become? I don't know. That I don't know. As much as Miles Turner hated the idea of playing in Miami, this is the difference with this was the diff, this is the difference between Miami and everyone else. If you're a hardworking player, if you're a Heat guy, you work out. I mean, even Justice Winslow, who the Heat ended up drafting 10th in that draft, ended up working out a little bit, had his best years with the Heat before. He was traded to Memphis and kind of fell off the face of the earth. Um, it's tough, and that's why I don't like doing sliding doors. You, you don't know. You work with you work with what you have. You don't think about what could have been because if you get caught thinking about what could have been, you know, then you start in analyzing guys based on your imagination rather than as they are. You know, Miles Turner is a really good player. It worked out for him in Indiana. I'm happy for him, uh, and you know, obviously. The Magic suffered for making a bad pick with Mario Zonia. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all for sticking with me as I'm dealing with a little bit of an illness. I think I'm coming on the end uh, on the other end of it here. Um, but I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and have a podcast. Hit your tune in Himalaya, Google, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of the places to podcast to your podcast enable listening device. For latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow me there on Twitter at Oh, Magic Daily. Like I said, for my everyday crew, we'll be back tomorrow to chat about the Orlando Magic launching their 35th anniversary season, the New Jerseys, the new court, and everything to get you hyped for the Orlando Magic's 35th anniversary season. We'll get to that on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. But until then, 
For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Ross from Mike. We'll see y'all again next time for another episode of Locked On.